1: corrupt health bureaucrats, and murderous doctors. Our firing squad has all of the action and intrigue of a fifties film noir, including stylish dialogue, elaborate costumes, and tense romantic scenes. If you can believe it, Pfizer spread misinformation, getting banned on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Oh wait, sorry, I, I read that wrong. Pfizer admits in the open that the experimental gene therapy injections were never tested for preventing transmission. We were the ones who were banned on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter for saying that last year because of science. And finally, the College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ontario directs doctors in Canada to offer medication and psychotherapy for people who are hesitant about taking the jab. Now, for anyone who's keeping score in Canada, not wanting to experience sudden heart failure is a mental illness, and wanting to murder and sterilize children, that's science. It's October 13th. I'm Andrew Bartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And joining us for the firing squad is Mike Locked and Loaded-Teeson. This is the Liberty Dispatch.
0: welcome to the liberty dispatch broadcasting across enemy lines into the canadian culture war wherever you're watching or listening to us from please be sure to like subscribe rate and review leave a five-star comment that helps others know that you enjoy the show and it helps get our content out to more people. So please share that around. Also, we are a part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network at flfnetwork.com. You can also go over to your Google Play Store or your Apple App Store where you can download the app and get our content on demand from the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network You're definitely going to want to do that because not only can you get all our content, but the many, many wonderful shows that are going on over uh, on that network. So you're definitely going to want to do that. Also, feel free. Go to our website, libertycoalitioncanada.com. You can check out everything we have going on there, legal advocacy, some initiatives that we have going on, as well as what we do on the daily or just about daily, news and commentary. And um, also be sure while you're over there, we really, really could use your help. We are fighting against the behemoth of legacy media, and we're trying to end their reign of terror and get you the news and commentary that you need to stay actually informed. We're also advocating for people like uh, the Western students, uh, when it comes to pushing back against mandates in specific areas, we're getting politicians put in place in local municipalities uh, to stand up and fight back against the leftist intoleristas. We're doing all of this, but this is only possible if you guys help support us. Now, we're planning a lot of new stuff to come, you know, at the end of this year and coming into the new year. So you're going to want to stay tuned. But please, if you would think about donating to us, it would be a great help. And you can do that by either scanning the QR code at the bottom of the page or going over to our website, hitting that donate button and then leaving a donation every uh, dollar is uh, is a huge help to what we're doing over here. and finally any comments questions concerns uh, please feel free to reach out to us info at Liberty Coalition Canada. Dot com. Reach out to us. If you want us, we've yet to receive a bunch of mailbag entries, but we really want to encourage you. We want to start to do more listener viewer engagement on the program. So if you would engage with us, leave us a mailbag question, a comment, concern, whatever it might be, and we'll read it on air. We'll, we'll address it on air. We would really love to do that. So info at libertycoalitioncanada.com to get a hold of us let's face it
1: the economic prospects in our country appear rather bleak with inflation at 40-year highs and a government that does not understand fiscal responsibility who can you trust to protect your financial future you definitely can't trust paypal at all because they're going (laughs) to cancel you misinformation even if you stink of conservative (laughs) or if you post misinformation and we have a lot to say about What quote-unquote misinformation is in our episode today. So what you need to do is you need to give our friends over at Rocklink Investment Partners a call. These guys don't follow the crowd. They think independently and invest prudently to protect your wealth from those that seek to destroy it. And I know for a fact that my friends over at Rocklink would definitely be canceled and fined by PayPal because they're spitting tons of truth over there. So call them at 905-631-5462 or send them an email, info at rocklink.com. That's info at rocklink.com. Link is spelled L-I-N-C.
0: Today we have a lot of news to tackle, and for that we have a special guest, and we want to fire up one of our favorite segments, The Firing Squad. Woo! Woo! Yeah! Let's go! (laughs) Michael, thank you once again for joining us on the Firing Squad. And as our special guest, we want to give you the honors of bringing us our first story.
2: Well, guys, it's great to be with you. And, you know, uh, people need to know that we all work behind the scenes to kind of share stories and uh, plan our, our itinerary of what we're going to talk about. And Guys, you know that in the past two weeks, it's been hard to even keep up with all of the insanity slash absurdity. And when I say insanity, I mean... You know, just the fact that there's so many people who are um, taking normal news stories and twisting them so hard. And we're going to talk about that today. And then, of course, the absurdity of of how many of these stories we go. We just can't even believe we're seeing this. So the first story is, uh, again, following that tragic story of the Ottawa constable who donated to the trucker convoy. And, of course, this story uh, comes to us from ThePostMillennial.com, and um, this is what we read in that article. Ottawa Police Constable Christina Nielsen pleaded guilty on Thursday with discreditable conduct under Canada's Police Services Act for donating money to the Freedom Convoy during their protests over Canada's strict COVID vaccination mandates. According to CTV News, Ottawa Police Service's Professional Standards Unit was informed about Nielsen's donation through the site Give, Send, Go, and then they launched their investigation. Now, look. There are some few notes that I want to bring up from the article. The article goes on to make it clear uh, that her donation came very early on, uh, with the the convoy landing just a week in town. Uh, this was prior to the state of emergency. Given by the Ottawa Mayor Jim Wilson. This is prior to uh, the judge placing a ban on the Freedom Convoy funds. This is a week before Trudeau liberals liberals invoked the emergency act. And so, guys, what you have is a a, a typical Canadian looking at a peaceful protest. Uh, In the article, again, there's this little there's this little flack of almost peaceful. No, we were on the ground. A peaceful protest. Giving to a peaceful protest, wanting to to communicate to her government and even her police services that the mandates have gone too far, and here we have her being you know pleading guilty to uh, these pretty very severe accusations.
0: Absolutely. It's crazy to think we just had a conversation, and if you want to see that, go back to our previous episode with Elijah McCann. He was an OPP officer who had to plead guilty in similar circumstances, got dishonorable discharge for taking his kids to a park. And she now is getting the same treatment for what? doing something that's completely legal, donating to a cause that she believed in. That's it. That's why she's getting raked over a coal. And I just think it's shameful because like you said, Mike, um, they have to, what she did when she did it, completely legal completely fine and they have to create this ex post facto after the fact law in order to find her guilty of something that she's clearly not guilty of and i think it's shameful and justice is obviously not served by this type of behavior from um from the law enforcement officials here so it's pretty shameful well she's being she's being made Mm -hmm. an example of
1: Right. And, and, and what this highlights is if you don't toe the company line and if you don't go along with the narrative and if you don't join the collective, then you'll be made an example of. Right. This is what we've seen with doctors, with nurses, with anyone in the health world that doesn't go along with the narrative that this jab is worth its weight in gold and saves lives It's going to bring everything back to normal again. And we're going to be looking at a story later on to talk about the actual efficacy of it and how its ability to stop transmission was downplayed. But if you don't go along with the narrative, then you were made an example of this is exactly what we saw with friends of ours, pastors in the country. And part of the claim that was leveled against them by health services was, why can't you be like the other churches? Other churches are listening. And so across all these industries, in all these different spheres, if you didn't parrot the narrative, and if you didn't go along with the lie, right, with the fiction, with the story of what's actually going on, then you were turned into a pariah, you were fired. And so that's what's what's tragic. Yes, it's a miscarriage of justice. But what's what's tragic is this is just another rung in this ladder of people this is the collateral damage in order to further the narrative when the narrative itself is harmful and the collateral damage is harmful there's no good that comes out of it and no actual lives that are protected or cared for
2: i want to talk about this in context of the the law so number one we have you know this is this is why the fundamental freedom of freedom of association you have to remember she actually did do nothing illegal where where other police officers may have violated the mandates in order to keep their ultimate oath. She didn't even do that. Uh, and then number so freedom of association is being violated here. And then number two, guys, this is why we've been speaking out against this for so long because the mandates put so many um, professionals in compromising positions. Of course, we want some level of discipline for police officers who agree to uphold the law. So therefore, when you make a law that is so egregious, they actually have the legal, um, the legal structure and, and the legal ability to punish these people. And, and it all goes back to the absurdity of the original mandates that made all of this possible. And that's why we've been fighting it right from day one.
0: Yeah. And I mean, what a perfect way to create a socialistic new sensibility in a culture to give us incentives for those who tow the company line and go aggressively hard against those who would uh, go against it, right? That's how you create a incentives and disincentives structure to t- totally mold and shape a society. And that's what we've seen done. That's probably been the most effective uh, uh part of these mandates uh and <laughs> that's not what they were billed to be for so I, I think i think this is just another nail in the coffin to to say that what has been done over the last two and a half years has not been done in good faith and it's absolutely clear and while we're talking
1: about the utter degradation and collapse of our society this leads into the second story For the firing squad, and that is a Quebec doctor actually supports the idea of assisted murder for infants under certain contexts. And so we're going to play the video here that was taken off of True North's Twitter page.
3: Third, minors from 14 to 7 years of age, uh, nearly 18, um, the committee recommends and the Board of Directors supports as well, that these minors could, uh, with their tutors or parental parent, could make a request for MAID based on the level of uh, persistent and intolerable suffering that they may experience and become unmanageable and senseless. The same for babies from zero to one years of age who are born with severe uh, deformations very uh grave and severe uh syndromes medical syndromes whose life expectancy and uh, level of suffering are such that it would uh, make sense to ensure that they do not suffer
1: this video this this clip here from the zoom call highlights something that we have been saying for a couple years now and that is despite the messaging that this is really about saving lives and protecting lives, despite the fact that they will say that they are about justice and equity and equality and the good of people and, and and really caring for women and children and minorities. Despite all that nonsense, this is a culture of death. This is babies in the womb can be snuffed out. Babies after they're born can be snuffed out. Old people can be snuffed out as of March when the assisted murder and suicide laws press out even further now it's anyone with mental illness can also be snuffed out let's just let's just it's about death and destruction and this gargoyle who dared say oh yeah if a baby you know 0 to 1 is struggling with some sort of even very profound physical or mental disability you know we can we can we can murder that innocent child like they're not even they're not even hiding anymore, their desire to simply snuff out life and be about destruction. And this is this is you know I I had a conversation with Maxime Bernier the other day, and he said that when I I mentioned this video to him, and I asked him, did you see this? And he said th- those exact words: "It is a it's a culture of death," and he's right. Everyone sees it, even the non believer. Whose eyes are open enough can see that the elites and the powerful, what they're promoting is a culture of death, not life. And it's, that's on display in all of its ugly, decrepit horror for us to see in that video clip.
0: Yeah, it's it's Malthusian eugenics. Uh, that's that's what they're pushing on people, and it's it's truly despicable. If a search and destroy mission in the womb is unsuccessful, uh, what he's saying is, well, if children have disabilities, we should be able to snuff them out. But the question is, why, why, why young children? Why infants? Why not? old children with disabilities, old people with disabilities. Why are you making these arbitrary standards and by what standard would we be able to judge whether this is right or wrong? That's that's why when we point to slippery slopes as... Um, As people who say like euthanasia is totally changing the nature of medicine, of our government's relationship to medicine, and of the value and worth and dignity of human beings within our country. When we said that, alarm bells rang out, and the liberals said, oh, you guys are just using a slippery slope argument. But the problem is, it's not a fallacy when we're pointing out the fact that you don't have a standard in which to determine what's appropriate and what's not not appropriate so it is an absolute slippery slope when you've lubed it up and, and it's going down in a, a bottomless pit. Be, and that's what we're pointing out. It's a slippery slope because you have absolutely no foundation on which to make these moral judgments. And if you did, which is you know God's law, biblical standards, you would never be entertaining the idea of euthanasia in the first place. And this is disgusting. This doctor should be put on trial for this kind of nonsense if he's engaged in this behavior you know this is we have to ch- i think it's made clear over the last two and a half years our medical professionals in canada no longer believe in first do no harm they no longer believe in the, the first um ethical principle in medicine and they have totally left the reservation they're totally rogue. And this is absolutely dangerous behavior. And it's going down the path that a lot of us warned about from day one of this idiotic plan, because how could it not? That's, that's what I have to say about it.
2: You guys remember back in 2015 when there was that um, shooting of the French satirical newspaper, uh, Charlie Hebdo, and, and we, we had the slogan mm-hmm. around the world, I am Charlie. And I've been saying for the last number of weeks, you know, we are Sodom." And this morning on this story, I'd, I'd be saying, "You know, I am Rome, because historically we we know that when the pagan worldview and 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 again, that's that's that worldview where the gods were shaped in the images of the individuals. Where where the the gods were these demi human gods, uh, 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 some superior to humans, some half half, and and you had this you you had this whole pantheon of gods that really reflected the sinful human nature. We can look back historically and look at infanticide as a common practice, and for those of us who have been warning about this, we've been saying, well, wait, our technology got better. So therefore the the abortionists could say, oh, infanticide, you barbarian to say that I would I would support such a thing when in reality that's literally what they were doing. They were just able, as Matt said, they were able to take the the, the mission into the womb because technology, but but nothing ethically. It, it's still barbarianism. It it's still it's still like you know, Roman pagan uh you know anything goes any licentiousness and any barbarism goes we just have better tools and we, and we and we dress it up in a in a white coat yeah it's
1: more sanitized It's 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 a more sanitized thing where instead of throwing babies into the garbage piles like the romans used to do all they do is they put a needle in and then the child goes to sleep and it seems to be very quiet like it's it's not actually anything, more
2: it's... sanitized uh-huh. they're they're selling it that it is but right. like if if you look if you look
0: <laughs> they clean up better <laughs>
2: yeah that, that, that's right and, and that's the sad part. so the reality of it is is that this is like i whenever i saw this story and it was just like i am rome like we are back to infanticide And again, folks, this is just why basic worldviews, everybody should be looking around going, I just need a basic biblical worldview. I don't need all the fancy words in the sense of I don't need all of the moral philosophers. I don't need the elite experts. I need to be able, as Matthew was talking about law as principle, I need to be able to point to a source of 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 instruction and that is the scriptures and so you know again we're not on the slippery slope anymore like we're 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 rome we're at the bottom (laughs) can it get worse yeah it can probably get a little bit more barbaric as people just keep like experimenting with this culture but you know we're there like i no more slippery slope i am rome Mm
0: -hmm. no exactly and uh, we just have to keep this principle before, before us. Ethics is necessarily a prescriptive discipline. So it's describing or prescribing a proper behavior without a norm or a standard by which to do that. All you are left with is description. So ethics is done. It, you can't do it. It necessitates having an objective standard. Otherwise, all you have is opinion and description. So come to Christ get a biblical worldview, get a standard, and live according to it, and what will you, what happen? Well, you certainly won't be tr- treating um, infants with disabilities so callously as this uh, doctor from Quebec suggests. I, th- I think it's absolutely disgusting. Speaking of disgusting doctors who have done a lot of damage. We have a story about Dr. Dina Henshaw in Alberta, and she's the public health officer, the chief medical officer of health is her actual title in Alberta. And she has led Alberta through the last two and a half years of the COVID pandemic. But upon the institution of Premier Danielle Smith in Alberta, she is letting Dr. Dina Henshaw Go and in her first press conference, uh, Smith told reporters she would seek new advice on public health. Uh, While well, she appreciates the work that Dr. Dean Sh- Dina Henshaw has done. I wouldn't have said that. I guess she's doing that for the cameras. But I think that we are in a new phase where we are now talking about treating coronavirus as endemic as we do the influenza. So she seeks to create, instead of having one public health official like Dr. Hinshaw, above all else, she seems to want to create a panel of public health advisors to deal with ongoing threats in the future. Um, So... A new face uh, in in Alberta as the premier and it looks like a new um, public health regime for Alberta health services and we'll see if a panel of tech- medical technocrats is any better than just uh, uh, a dictator in in, in <laughs> well, D- they Hinshaw, include... but we can be thankful unless that she uh, that she's panel, fired.
1: which I mean I don't know if it's been specified but unless they include in that panel for example someone with knowledge of economics, someone with some sort of knowledge of mm-hmm. like someone from the education sector like if they make the panel not you got to remember that health health that panel needs bureaucrac-
2: to be limited because you got to remember that that panel is just the health side of it that panel was always supposed to operate within the emergency measures plan that 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 was operated by another department that would bring all those voices together andrew and and that's the tragedy in all of this she was never supposed to have so so much power she was supposed to work in tandem with all of the the folks you're talking about right there so the reality is that the positive news on this matthew is yeah it's not really going to matter if it's a team or it's one individual we had a team in ontario the covid 19 command table and we got what we got the 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 refreshing news is the attitude of Danielle Smith and where she is talking about the extreme measures that have been taken against the unvaccinated. And I know you guys have reported on this, but she's taking heat on Twitter for simply saying, you know, in Canada and in my lifetime, uh, th- this was one of the greatest overreaches. And, you know, of course, y- you have um, you have reporters asking her questions. Well, what about like, what about other races and, and gender orientations? And, you know, and of course, there's this immediate pitting of the unvaccinated against the intersectional um, categories, you know, you know, there, there, there was one Twitter guy who said there was one guy who tweeted out this morning, Jews, Muslims, gays, lesbians, trans people, Do you really feel that, you know, this statement reflects reality? Something like that. And I laughed like right out loud, like I almost spit my coffee out. So here you have someone saying we're going to intersection intersectionally try to bring up the race card. So we're going to put Jews and Muslims in the same sentence about persecution. Okay, absurdity on its face. Then we make up a whole group of people called trans people that don't actually exist And all of this is just to continue to bite back at someone speaking about reality. She said, look, in the last two years, the unvaccinated have been poorly treated. Thank you. That's that's all she said. And of course, they have to create, they have to make a villain out of her because she's not repeating the intersectional, which is, we know, socialist Marxist rhetoric.
0: Yeah, well, the question that I would be asking people, has any of those groups that he's just talked about been... and not allowed to go to a restaurant, right? Or a movie, or uh, Thanksgiving, or or had the amount of people they could be around Wait, limited, with the exception of their own countries, medical... like yeah, like <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, exactly, or 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 <laughs> well, like, LGBT in Canada, people in any
1: Muslim majority country, right? So I'm sure yeah. they're allowed to go to restaurants, yeah. but then it's, they're also it's, thrown it's... off of rooftops. So I guess that's the that's the price you pay for going to a restaurant in Indonesia. If you're an LGBT person, so it, it, it's, yeah. it's utter nonsense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. She states a, an obvious fact. And um, obviously, uh, the people who are insane Marxists uh, who have that critical consciousness obviously have to clap back. But notice they're not pointing to specific events or specific things that took place. They're just pointing to classes of individuals that have been problematized, right? Because doesn't everybody believe this? But they can't actually point to those uh, specific examples that would actually say, these people have been more marginalized in the last while than then the unvaccinated the people and we're and not years. we're
1: not allowed to be the victims we're supposed to be the villains right in this in this narrative it's our yes, fault exactly. that we ha- haven't gone back to normal it's our fault that people are dying yeah. so the unvaccinated people which is yeah. a white privileged position that's the tie-in right is a it's a position of privilege of white privilege <laughs> be, right. so it's uh, our fault <laughs> what, that we haven't gone back to normal our it's our fault that, that everyone's dying yeah. so we, we can't be victims so mm-hmm. it's so in so it's almost yeah. like Ibram X Kendi meets medical tyranny to say no. It's okay yeah. to oppress the oppressor. It's okay to tell the unvaccinated you can't fly, you can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to a movie, you can't. They're, because they're really the villains, so it's okay for us to treat them like villains and oppress them. It's this weird Marxist it,
0: medical it, hybrid. It, yeah. The 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 uh, yeah the unvaccinated are are, are kulaks. It's also they're, just they're a way to silence nowadays. honest
2: discourse, right? If you want to sit down, yeah. uh, Andrew, Matthew, and Michael, we could sit down with anybody in this country. We could sit down with certain mm-hmm. indigenous people, and if they were to give us a specific example of discrimination, I'm, I'm the father of an I'm the father of an Asian daughter. I know what it's like for people to make Asian mm-hmm. jokes, like. I've been in a room where people make Asian jokes about their driving or their eyes, and I'm sitting there going, "I'm the father of an Asian daughter." Do you do you want to go outside and talk about this? Like discrimination happens. What I'm getting at is going to what Matthew's comment was so good. We can go to any moment in history and have civil discourse and say, "Yeah, that was that mm-hmm. was a moment. That was a problem that needs to be rectified." And oh, by the way, that was so and so, not the typical villains. That was so and so attacking. It's it's personal. It's uh, it's uh, evidential in the sense that it, it requires jurisprudence. It requires cross-examination, all of this type of stuff that normal conversation has. But when they do this, when they lump everybody together, even like the absurdity of putting Jews and Muslims beside each other, which is like the most insane lack of reading of history you've ever done, where like you literally have people living in like the leaders of Iran calling death to Israel and you're putting those two groups together. It all it is is the age old tactic of, "Hey, Andrew, you and I are talking one on one, and you're losing the battle. Why don't you bring Matthew in, and why don't the two of you then just start yelling together and you know puffing your chest? And now I'm intimidated." It, it's really tragedy because again, she she made no outlandish statement, and and even and even referred to those other groups as, "Yeah, there's problems over there. We we can talk about that." So, Mike, does, it, that it, mean, does, does that
1: mean you'll no longer make comments about me being Italian? Is that, is that your way of saying you'll no longer use no, that there, as a rhetorical device? Or we're there, exempt
2: from there are that? Two people in, right. th- 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 there are two people groups in my life that will always be dogged by right. me. And that would be the Italians, and that's because I grew up in Guelph. Right. I grew up in Little Italy, and I wasn't, I wasn't on the inside. So it's, it's a love hate, and then the Dutch, so because you not- they <laughs> literally say stuff like, "If you're not Dutch, you're not much." So, and I just feel like they need the correction. So that's so, it. That's so, all.
1: So, so am I to believe that the reason why you didn't adopt an Italian child is because you couldn't get over the the desire to throw Italians under the bus? Because then you'd then you'd oh, be like a rock I, in a hard place, right? Then you'd be like. What do I do? No. I got to make all these Italian comments, but but I have one. Or unless you target them against your own I, Italian child, which would be fair. I would have just taught really. them
2: that. I would have just taught them that they were just like that. They just had a German heritage, you know. I would. It would, oh, would never. It would have. It would have been the thing that was never <laughs> spoken. That's not true. So, you just put out the one paradigm yeah. that the, might call me back. The dark
0: hair, caramel skin. Right. And, German- and historically, <laughs>
1: Ger- Germans don't have the greatest history. And currently, the, the Dr. Evil above the WF is also German. But to wrap up,
2: the I firing like squad, I will say... feel like it would be say- great if you could threaten me with the Italian accent. I won't could you do you threaten me with off, it just, and i No,
1: I'll do it off camera. Someone will sue me. But... What I will say about the new premier is I'm thankful that she was honest enough, even though it's obviously she's tempering it, like you said, Matt, for the camera. She said, if you've, if you've new, you know, new owner of a company comes in and the company's been mismanaged, when the new owner comes in, they clean out management. And she said, that's what I'm doing. So Mm -hmm. at least she said in that veiled way that the whole COVID thing was mismanaged and Dina Hinshaw is the manager. And therefore, we need to clean house and get yeah. rid of management team, which is an understatement, which, the which greatest is, understatement which is of the to, day.
0: Yeah, which to her credit is something that a lot of people haven't done in Manitoba. We had a new premier didn't do that in the same situation. And then also uh, Fauci, there's so many people who, that, who that's not been done. Mike, thank you so much for coming on, brother. We really appreciate you uh, doing the firing squad with us and uh, Godspeed, uh, enjoy your time I- down south and uh, we'll talk to you uh, another time.
2: Yep, we'll talk soon, boys. Thanks for having me on.
1: You might think that woke politics and medical tyranny have destroyed the Canadian workplace. But did you know that some companies are standing up and saying no? Over 2,000 companies have pledged to honor free speech and medical privacy at redballoon.org. And Red Balloon is coming to Canada. And friends, it is here. I've already heard back from our friends at Red Balloon. And there have been a number of businesses that have signed up and posted jobs. And there have been at least 100 or so people who've been clicking on the website looking around at different job opportunities in Canada. So you you're gonna to want to get connected with them. So for our business owner friends, you can find top tier values aligned talent and get help building an uncancelable pro-freedom workplace. They also have something amazing called the Freedom Academy, where they have videos and training stuff and they're helping businesses establish non-woke HR departments. So if you're a Freedom business owner and you want to push back against tyranny and government overreach and you don't want to have a woke business place you need to go to slash lcc and for job seekers for those of you looking for employment who want to work somewhere where they don't care about your vaccination status or the color of your hair or whether or not you made your profile picture a black square during the George Floyd riots what you can find is courageous companies that share and protect your values Go sign up today at redballoon.org slash LCC. Again, that's redballoon.org slash LCC.
0: Well, Andrew, I mean, this isn't really news to us. We've been talking about this for quite some time. But this is certainly a smoking gun, Um, especially since this is coming out of the eu the european union which is i mean there's hardly even conservative parties in the entirety of the western uh, eu okay um so the fact that this stuff is coming out in uh, parliaments that are being convened in the eu is rather interesting but this is an absolute smoking gun that's coming to us through, through a question period during a EU parliamentary commission on the vaccines and it, and it's a question asked by Rob Roos an MEP from the Netherlands he posted a video on his Twitter commenting on an interaction he had with a Pfizer executive regarding the recent covid uh hearing uh, pertaining to vaccines so let's get into that video and i think you'll be shocked by not only the video that he plays, but the actual interaction that that, that takes place between him and a Pfizer executive.
4: So a question then for you, Ms. Small, where I would like a clear answer, please. So there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer
1: COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data
4: with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanisation before um, it entered the market? No, Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. I think our Dr. Boodla, even though he's not here, would turn around and say to you himself, uh, if not us, then who Um, Dr. Boodla actually felt the importance of what was going on in the world. And therefore, as a result of that, we actually um, spent $2 $2 billion at risk uh, of self-funded money from Pfizer to be able to manufacture as it, well, first of all, research, develop and manufacture at risk to be able to make sure that we were in a position to be able to help um, with the pandemic. And uh, and I think that's why I feel very good when a recent paper um, from the Imperial College stated that in the first year of the rollout of, of vaccines, um, we saved Uh, Four million people. So from that point of view, I feel that uh, actually we were there when the world needed us to be able to make sure that we were able to help people around the world with um, with vaccination as well as now oral oral treatment. I would hate to imagine what situation we would be in in the world right now if companies like us did not take those risks, did not um, do clinical research and developments at scale uh, in order to make sure that we could have a vaccine that we could roll out um, to the world. So I really, I understand your frustrations, I really do. But I also hope at some point somewhere, you also do appreciate what um, pharmaceutical companies have done in order to be able to roll out and deliver vaccines at such speed and scale. This
1: is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now, this turned out to be a cheap lie.
0: This should be exposed. So, Andrew, that is an astonishing admission. Now, we've been covering this, uh, and we've, we've known about the fact that these are miserable at stopping transmission. But it turns out that admitting this in a committee in the open is a Pfizer executive that says their trials have never showed this. But, you know, it's not like everybody was saying that they were gonna stop the transmission of COVID dead in its tracks and we were gonna get back to normal because of these, these wonderful new mRNA vaccines. It's not like anybody said that, right, Andrew?
2: Dr. Michael Tang of USF Health says they are among the first to
1: show the vaccine may stop the spread of the virus.
2: We always talk about getting vaccines to protect yourself and protect the community. Now we know it kind of does both.
1: Liar!
0: I have been unwavering in my pleas for all eligible Ontarians
3: to step up, roll up their sleeves, and get vaccinated. The policies I am announcing today are an important link in the chain of
0: protection that will help keep Ontario strong in the face of the fourth wave. You, sir, are a liar. Liar, liar,
4: your pants are on fire! So many important reasons to get the COVID 19 vaccine. For me, protecting my parents is my top, my why.
2: Liar, liar, liar! This is one of the encouraging aspects about the efficacy of the vaccine. It'll either protect you completely against infection. If you do get infected, the chances are that you're going to be without symptoms. And the chances are very likely that you'll not be able to transmit it to other people.
4: You're okay. You're not gonna You're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. It's false. No way.
3: Not this time. We created it. It's totally made up. Pure fiction. It's a made up tale. It's a total fabrication. This one was invented by a writer. No way. We got you. Not a chance. Not this time. It never happened.
0: Oh. <laughs> so it turns out that A lot of people said it, and that was the talking point that was rammed down everybody's throats for a year on end after the rollout of these vaccines. So, Andrew, help me digest this. Help our listeners digest this. What could be the possible innocent and benign explanation for governments and public health officials across our land— and across the world putting forward a claim that these vaccines were going to stop covid transmission when none of these uh the tests for these experimental gene therapies that were called vaccines actually prove they can stop the spread of COVID 19. so how give us an innocent explanation for for how this all came to be so I'll give you the most innocent explanation, and it's lots
1: and lots of money. That's the most innocent explanation I can offer. I mean, and it's it's not even just the transmission or stopping transmission. Pfizer tried to hide for 75 years all of the safety data regarding these jabs. The fact that 55% of women who took the jab during pregnancy miscarried, The fact that we saw all of the side effects, the effects it had on people's hearts, on blood clots. So they tried to hide this for 75 years. So the most innocent answer I could give for why they would say one thing and then, again, in concert, all levels of civil government, all levels of the health bureaucracy, the legacy media, the academy, everyone, big tech, why they would all say the same thing is because trillions of dollars have exchanged hands in the last year and a half. That's the most benign answer I could give. If I could throw my tinfoil hat on, no if I could throw my tin tinfoil tin foil hat on just for a minute, I would say that the other reason or like at the other end of the spectrum is because of an evil, godless, satanic globalist agenda to reduce population, to consolidate power And money to weaken and make rather pathetic the overall population by getting us to stop eating meat and having us eating bug butter spread across bread made from cricket flour. So worst case scenario, it is a godless globalist agenda that is trying to weaken, sterilize and reduce the population by killing us from womb to tomb and everywhere in between in order to further their evil ends. That's worst-case scenario, and the truth is it's probably somewhere closer to that than the more benign explanation, which is just money. But again, these are the things that got me, you know, with with not only mark after mark of false information, partially true information. We can't put this post. Here's your strike. But I remember when we were talking about the issue of vaccines very, very early on, and I remember having people— including people in the medical establishment, telling me you're not a doctor, Andrew. What do you know? To which I kindly reply. Well, even though you are a doctor, you shouldn't be a doctor because apparently I know more than you. So it's time to hang up your license and your coat, because na, 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 na. You were complicit in this. So that's, it's a little, I'm a little bitter, I'm a little bit bitter about that, that I would have medical professionals tell me, what do you know, Andrew? You're not a doctor. Well, I know more than you. What do you know? Because look, We were right the whole time. This stuff is poison, and you were pushing it on your patients because you decided not to click a few links and do some research. So this is on you, people who tried to silence us early on, and the carnage that has ensued, some of that is on you as well, and some of that you have to bear.
0: Yeah, so— I'm going to link in the show notes, and I would really recommend that our listeners go to this link. It'll be in here under the story that we're talking about, under story one in the show description. And it's a link to a BMJ report, uh, and the title is, Will COVID Vaccines Save Lives? Current Trials Aren't Designed to Tell Us. And this is from October 21st. 2020 so right around the the rollout of these vaccines and it 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 sheds light on the fact that even the phase 3 trials right before these went to market did they were not designed to show the two claims that that everybody was making public health officials government officials across the world and in Canada as also One was that these vaccines could stop transmission, which we just saw was a claim. As much as people are trying to retcon that, that is the claim that was happening. And it was coming straight from Pfizer, from Albert Bourla. He was saying it. Um, And then two, that they can actually stop hospitalization and severe uh, death. None of the trials could show that, and they didn't even attempt to show that. So this admission from this Pfizer executive shouldn't really come as a shock. The reason it's so shocking is this isn't what we were told. This isn't what every health bureaucrat and every government official was telling us. This is because what happened when we said it, Matt? What happened when we did we say this stuff? We got canceled by by yeah. YouTube especially. Listen, we How many doctors lost their jobs? Doctors lost How their jobs. How many job? people were fired because of this? Absolutely. And this is the the tests aren't showing it. So not only, like, if we think of the whole situation, not only do we not have long-term safety data on these vaccines, the, the little reason you would want to urgently roll these vaccines out in the first place, they can't even confirm the claims that they're making, which is, A, they would stop transmission and stop the spread of COVID in its tracks, and B, that it would actually seriously drastically stop hospitalization. So this is absolute insanity, especially when we consider that millions and millions and millions of dollars of publicly public money, of taxpayer money, went into propaganda uh, campaigns to forward these false claims on people to make sure that they were getting these experimental g- uh, gene therapies. It's totally absurd. And Andrew, we were talking before we started recording, and... I think people hopefully have come to recognize I'm pretty measured in a lot of my analysis. I don't like to get too um, worked up. but the fact of the matter is people's heads need to roll over this. we We can't as as those who are sounding the alarm, as those who were pushing back against this tyranny, whether you were vaccinated or unvaccinated because we we there was there's people on our side who maybe got the first two dose, whatever. Uh, that doesn't matter. You can still you can be for the vaccines and be against course of mandates. So we know there's a there's a overlap there. but we, we can't let this go under the rug. We can't let this be swept away. We can't be uh, as w- our first story in in the firing squad, we can't be uh, contented with the Dina hinshaws of the world being fired with the Dr. faucis of the world stepping down. Heads need to roll. People need to be held accountable for this. We need to know and have public inquiries who knew what, who knew what when, and who is responsible for this insanity because people need to be held accountable. We need Nuremberg trials. We need to hold people accountable for this, this total and utter insanity, and for this basically human live experiments on billions of people across this world, if for the sake of doing the th- very same things that the, the trials aren't even equipped to show you that they can stop, which is transmission and hospitalization. This is uh, human experiments through this unproven, untested gene therapy, and heads need to roll. They need to be held accountable. They need to end up in prison, and they, they we need to have trials which will determine people's culpability in this insanity. And Andrew, it, it seems rather interesting that even so many people who were either silent or or like are huge vaccine supporters are coming out and now shedding light on the fact that. All this due diligence, all these safety mechanisms that we had in place in normal times are thrown out the window. And like she said, we had to move at the speed of science. We had to get this done. We had to get this to market, regardless of whether it worked or not. And we needed the media and the government to fall in line to, to push a mass vaccination program on. On an unsuspecting people who just wanted to be safe, they just didn't want their grandmas to die. They didn't want to, you know, die. They were they were thinking that these institutions were working as they ought and operating in good faith. But it is so clear that they were not. That they were just pushing a mass vaccination scheme upon the entire population of the world, and literally limiting people's freedoms based on their. Um, compliance with this insane mass vaccination program. It's its really hard to wrap your head around it, but we need to... And it's, it's, it's not even just people that want it
1: to be safe. and that, So there are people who are thinking, I want to be safe, and I understand that in an effort to be safe, there's a risk. So there are people who are thinking medically... Mm-hmm. But then there are people who were thinking of all the stuff that was taken away from them. You mean I can't fly to visit my family? You mean I can't go out to a restaurant with my kids? My kids and I would go out once a week together to celebrate. Can't do that anymore. My kids can't play sports anymore. So people had all these things taken from them. And what they were holding over their head was you, this. You have to do it for and a grandma. Lie. You have
0: to do it for, for right. your wife. Don't yeah.
1: kill grandma. And the lie was that it worked. <laughs> And it didn't work at all. That 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 is the scandal, right? When, when when Rob Bruce said it's scandalous, the whole thing is scandalous. Because as of June thirtieth, this year, the province of Ontario stopped tracking its COVID data by vaccination status. And there's lots of there's lots of conjectures to why that is, but I want to offer my answer is to why the government of Ontario stopped tracking COVID stats by vaccination status. At the beginning of july because as of june 30th more than 80 percent of everyone in the hospital and in the icu with covid were fully vaccinated it didn't stop transmission in fact there are studies that have come out in the last six months to show that you transmit it more that it actually has a a larger viral load in the nose and in the lungs that you have a greater chance of spreading it within 28 days of getting the shot and spread and getting it more severely. So it doesn't stop transmission, doesn't stop you from getting it, doesn't stop you from getting it severely, and it doesn't stop you from being hospitalized and die. And then it also has all these other terrible side effects that go along with it. And the speed, right? The speed is also interesting. Why get it out so fast? Well, the reason why you get it out so fast is because you can release it under the banner of emergency use authorization. But why emergency use authorization? What would be the point of that? Zero liability. That's the point of it. You get it out fast so that no one is liable. No one can be held responsible for it. Because if it goes through the proper channels of being approved by Health Canada or the FDA, then you have issues of liability. So you, you, you get around the liability you get around the let's get as much money as as possible. Let's exchange all these dollars. Let's have all the people like my tin foil hat is glowing right now because the the same people who were pushing this like let's be real. Fauci had patents on the vaccine and the and the coronavirus itself. So did a lot of these guys in health bureaucracies. Kieran Moore, our provincial health chief medical officer. He's on the Pfizer advisory council for Lyme disease. Now you would say, oh, that's Lyme disease. The dude is connected with Pfizer. He's on a Pfizer advisory council. Yes, it's for Lyme disease. It's the same organization. So does Dr. Kieran Moore benefit? Does Dr. Kieran Moore benefit from Pfizer doing well? Yes, he does. So all this, let's push it fast. Let's get it out. Let's play fast and loose with the facts. You jack up the money. You remove the liability. And you know what? Like I said, worst case scenario, if you're about pushing something on people, if you're a culture of death, let's kill babies. You know, let's, let's murder, you know, like we saw in one of our stories, kids under one, they have a physical disability. Let's murder them. Let's murder babies. If you're a teenager, you're very depressed after March of this year. Assisted suicide and murder. That's good for you. You're old. Let's kill you. Let's just kill everyone. Let's depopulate. This is exactly what you would expect. You would expect this from that kind of worldview. And I'll just say really quickly here at the end, I've had people mention this to me and you brought this up, but why why would they do it? How could that that, that's what people have thought. How could people be this evil? They couldn't be this evil. They couldn't be this corrupt. Like, what's really going on? And I remember saying to someone, maybe about a year and a half ago, that people who do not know, love, serve, and follow Christ, their master is Satan. This is what Jesus himself says in John 8. So this is not Andrew speaking. This is Jesus Christ, the God-man himself, saying— that if you are not united to him in faith, that your master is the evil one, your father is the devil, who Jesus says was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. So, what would you expect from those who have much to gain by by money and power, to to engage in a cacophony of lies and murder? Well, you would expect that if their father. Was a liar and murderer from the beginning. And this is unpopular kind of stuff, but this is what's behind. This is why when we say it's satanic, it's demonic, we don't mean like the exorcist and head spinning and vomiting. We mean that at its core, its root source, Is the enemy of God, the enemy of God's people, which means he's the enemy of those who bear God's image. He's the enemy of life. He's the enemy of joy. He's the enemy of health. He's the enemy of prosperity. He's the enemy of everything true, good, and beautiful. And so those who do his bidding are also the enemy of of those very things, and we need to be open about yeah, that.
0: That's the biblical antithesis that we talk about. It's it's necessary, <laughs> and it's not it's not whether you'll serve a master; it's which master you'll serve. the 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 father of lies that are you in Adam, subjected to the prince of the power of the air, or are you being conformed in the image of Christ and a slave to him? The, the, it's not whether; it's which, and we have to understand that necessary antithesis. And that's where these human beings, fallen, sinful, um, they might not be doing it for occultic reasons, but they have been given over in heart and mind to this culture of death. Those who hate Christ love chaos, and that is what we're seeing. You know, Never let a, a controversy go to waste. Never let a crisis go to waste. What we've seen during the last two and a half years is the greatest transfer of wealth in human history, and it was from everyone else to very wealthy individuals. In our society. So as much as the NDP and the liberals want to talk about greedflation, they took part, they aided and embedded the greatest transfer of wealth to wealthy, big companies and, and, you know, bureaucrats and technocrats across this world. They got rich while everybody got poorer. And their lives were ruined. So that's the reality of this situation. It's absolutely despicable, and we created a moral hazard that should have never been allowed to be created by making these people un- unaccountable to liability. And you know, men like Donald Trump in Operation Warp Speed, they were imp- they were um, complicit in in that reality so we have to hold yes even men like donald trump maybe you would be a trump fan whatever he was complicit in that his advisors were complicit in that so they have absolutely a lot of culpability in this issue and i just think it goes to show there is no way to spin it. What was done over the last two and a half years was not innocent. It was not benign. It was not done out of good faith. It was done out of fear and panic and, I think, malevolence. So that's what
1: we have and to And future do. generations will look back at this. Oh. So I've told this to people that, The problem right now is everyone is either too emotionally invested Mm -hmm. or connected to this or they've gained from it financially. Mm -hmm. But hopefully within one, two, maybe three generations, once we're enough removed, once people are able to look back objectively who they themselves are not emotionally invested in this, Mm -hmm. that they themselves have not been the financial beneficiaries of this. Future generations will look back at this as they will with abortion. By the way, knowing, especially knowing what we know now, mm-hmm. in, I mean, there was no excuse in the seventies, but you can you can see a real time three D ultrasound of your child smiling at you and sucking <laughs> his or her thumb in utero. Yeah. So, one, of this and abortion, people will look back, and they'll look back at this with the same horror as they did with what the Nazis did to the Jews, not just in the murdering of them, but in the Darwinian materialistic experimentation the Nanking, upon them as people. The
0: rape of Nanking the, by the, the right? Japanese against the Chinese. It, it's...
1: They're gonna look back and they're gonna see what we did to fellow human beings for the sake of money and power and this, and this agenda. It was utterly despicable. It will be one of the greatest stains <laughs> upon Western civilization, (laughs) what happened in these years. And this is
0: all aside from the fact that the disease was probably made in a Chinese lab based off of... (laughs) Not probably. It was made in (laughs) a Chinese lab.
1: Now, whether it was intentionally released, (laughs) personally, I don't think it was. I think it was an accident. Regardless. But it was definitely made in a lab. But
0: it through uh, gain-of-function research funded by... Um, You know, uh, places in the Western world working with the Chinese—I don't know why, but that's that's what we're dealing with. So that's even beside all that. That it's generally a manu—it's it's it's most definitely going to be come out that it's a manufactured disease in a lab that was funded by research. Um, It's it's all just uh, you know really too hard. to to wrap your minds around. It is like, it's a story that is, is, you know, you couldn't write it. It's stranger than fiction. And it's, and it's like worse than the worst case scenario that you could have possibly concocted um, from the minds of a crazy conspiracy theorist.
1: Unless you were, unless you're the evil German Dr. Evil lookalike figure (laughs) atop of a globalist multinational, Organization, then um, then then yeah, you you could have definitely concocted this, and also like written a couple books about yeah. it, and almost like it's like O.J. Simpson. So after O.J. Simpson was uh, <laughs> was was good. declared <laughs> innocent, he wrote a book called "If I yeah. Killed My Wife," right? Okay, so so Klaus Schwab did the O.J. Simpson version of COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. He basically said. And if I had made this thing myself, and if he released it, and if he did all this damage, the book I wrote, I wrote two of books. He basically did yeah. that. And we're all looking here. We're all standing around going, oh, you guys are crazy talking about your transmission. Yeah. Now, this, this actually goes well into our next story because even though now the ugly, caked-on, five-day-old makeup is finally being peeled off the face of of this decrepit, decaying, stinking corpse that is the health establishment, you still have gargoyles in the health establishment pushing this poison. (laughs) There's still, whether it's the federal government putting their ads out, whether it's the city of Toronto saying poison your kids so they can go outside and play soccer with other kids, or whether it's the College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ontario giving doctors direction on how to deal with people who were quote-unquote vaccine hesitant. But before we get into that story, we need to talk about our friends over at Resistance Coffee. Resisting tyranny and fighting for freedoms in Canada can be wearying, right, Matt? It's an ex- it's an exercise. It gets us jazzed up and angry and our, our bloods, Boiling and our hearts (laughs) pumping and our temperatures rising. So what we all need is some deliciously brewed fuel for our bodies and our minds. This is why you need your beans from resistance coffee. Why would you buy coffee from people who hate freedom and the foundations of what make Canada a great company company? So not to name names, but I will. Starbucks pays their employees to travel out of state to murder their babies McDonald's won't let unjabbed parents visit their sick kids in those Ronald McDonald, quite literal clown hospitals. Tim Hortons is tracking your movement through their app, and they won't let unboosted people attend, attend their woke camps. Spend your money on coffee that not only tastes way better than these Marxist companies. I had some liberal tears earlier this morning. Delicious but also supports and donates to freedom in Canada. Go to resistancecoffee.com slash LCC today and indulge in some liberal tears or maybe some black gold. And our friends at Resistance Coffee have sweetened the deal. If you use that slash LCC link, you'll receive 10% off your order. That's right. Great coffee, freedom fighting, supporting Liberty Coalition Canada, and 10% off your purchase. That's resistancecoffee.com slash LCC. So I'm all fueled up. I'm all full of delicious resistance caffeine to talk about this last story. And the last story is this, that the College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ontario has their COVID FAQ. And here's what they say to doctors. This is in the preamble here. Physicians are working hard to support each other and the public through this pandemic our goal is to provide clear information to help guide you as you exercise professional judgment to practice in this environment no what it should say is our job is to make sure that you and us don't get in trouble and continue to push a narrative because there's still more money and power to be had but that wouldn't have that wouldn't have worked so well so instead they put that nonsense so here's some of the questions that they ask In the FAQ, and they give answers for it. The government has ended the mask mandates for most settings. What does this mean for my practice? Well, it means don't wear masks anymore. Idiot, that's what it means. Anyways, next, what if a patient refuses to wear a mask? Can I restrict in-person care to only those patients who have been vaccinated or have a recent negative COVID-19 test result? You notice how these questions all go in one direction? like none of the questions are like hey how do i honor a person's freedom of conscience and medically informed consent right no no the questions are how how can i be a puppet of the state and continue to push this utter nonsense but there's one question in particular i want to look at and and we're going to talk about this when i saw this online last week or maybe a week and a half ago it, it it's it was close to the bottom of the page It is despicable. Here's the question. Patients are asking me to write notes supporting a medical exemption from COVID-19 vaccines. What do I need to know? So the answer should be this. Do they want an exemption? Give it to them. That should be the answer. But here's the answer that we're given. It is also important – it's a longer answer. I want to focus just on this one paragraph. It's important that physicians work with their patients to manage anxieties related to the vaccines and not enable what they call avoidance behavior. So they start off this section by saying it's only for medical reasons, and medical reasons are very specific. And so basically what they say is, you know, did the person die when they got the first shot, or do they have an allergic reaction that will kill them? No? Well, then you can't give a medical exemption. That's basically what they say. So they want to help. So doctors, you need to not encourage or enable avoidance behavior. And avoidance behavior, by the way, is uh, is a euphemism for medically informed consent. In case anyone didn't realize that, avoidance behavior means exercising my conscience. For example, for extreme fear of needles, right, because everyone I know Everyone I know who's chosen not to get the jab is because they're afraid of needles. That's why. Everyone I know is like, I don't want to get it. It's because they have what is called trypanophobia or other cases of serious concern. Responsible use of prescription medications and or referral to psychotherapy may be available options. So if, you're, if you don't want so, to take this experimental
0: gene therapy, right. we'll send you to a shrink. So they can ritalin, keep, boom. Yeah, they can give yep. you drugs. Take some ritalin.
1: Takes just take something to make you dumb, right? To, 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 to dull you down. We'll just and then you know then we'll then we'll while you're like half unconscious, we'll poke your eyes. Isn't that well, hold so, on so before
0: it, you move on? Isn't that indicative of the culture in our medical establishment? That if you're not giving in to groupthink, that oh, what do we have to do? Well, you clearly have some sort of phobia or disease that then we have to treat through giving you prescription drugs that we can then, you know, <laughs> make a lot of money off of. It's like it's so self-serving and it's so so condescending um, and so disgusting. It's hard to imagine that this is written here, but you know it is. <laughs>
1: This is the last sentence and this, so all of that Mm -hmm. is troubling and upsetting, but it's actually this last sentence that, so I've read the whole thing. This last sentence makes me the most furious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Quote, overall, physicians have a responsibility to allow their patients to be properly informed about vaccines. And not have those anxieties empowered by an exemption. The College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ontario. Public Health Canada. The entire health bureaucracy doesn't believe that. They don't believe that patients have to be quote properly informed about vaccines. That's garbage. All they believe is that patients need to be lied to. Pressured deceived, coerced, or merely told what to do blindly. They don't actually believe that it is their duty to tell their patients, listen, you want to get the jab? I understand. First of all, it's not a true vaccine in the definitional sense of it. So let's just get that out of the way, patient X. But I'm also going to tell you there are some serious side effects and risks. Oh, by the way, it won't stop transmission. You'll still get it. You'll still get really sick. that's what it means to help your patient be informed. But what we've seen from the medical establishment is they don't actually care about patients being informed. They don't care about informed consent. They don't care about conscience. That has been thrown out the window so that they have the audacity to use the idea that patients must be informed as justification for telling doctors, give your patients drugs and psychotherapy if they won't take the jab. Rather than all the info for why they should or shouldn't take the jab based on their own conscience, that is maddening. The gall of the health establishment to say that when they don't believe it for a single
0: second. Yeah. They've reduced conscience concerns to mere uh, anxieties that should not be placated or empowered, in their words, uh, by an exemption. That's what they think of you. That's what these medical phys- officials, technocrats, physicians think of you, the ordinary Canadian citizen. You're not dealing with people who are just out there looking for your out for your best health outcomes. We're dealing with a medical establishment that is rotted out from the top to the bottom and they have they have absolutely proven themselves incompetent ill-equipped and in many cases malevolent with how they've dealt with covid19 and the spread of it and how they've treated people in communities because we have to understand there's still medical establishments across this country who don't think our government officials went far enough they didn't do enough lockdowns they weren't draconian enough they yeah but she's she's not alone. There is many medical professionals across this country who are before the sake of burnout to protect doctors and nurses mental health. We have to do lock. They were for these lockdowns. In Manitoba, nurses and doctors went on strike. During the COVID nineteen pandemic, what was it that was trending on
1: Twitter? Was it hashtag Bring Back the Mask or something yes, like that? And it was recently Bring the Mask. And it back? was
0: primarily led by physicians in our country. So doctors and physicians across Canada have been the chief purveyors of mis and disinformation and of you know of pushing government officials to force their their patients to get these experimental gene therapies and that is why i'm saying we can't just stop at you know dina henshaw's gone you know this uh, kenny stepped down uh pallister's gone in manitoba you know we can't just stop there guys oh they've disbanded the COVID panel in ontario we can't stop there we have to hold these people accountable for what they've done and these these sorts of things just highlight the malevolent nature of what they're doing they're saying they're not even there's not even a consideration that you could have a genuine concern that you've done a risk assessment for you and your family, and you can have a genuine conscience concerns of why you don't want to take these vaccines. That's not even considered in in these frequently asked questions. No, it's you just have some sort of weird pathological anxiety that needs to be treated with medication. We need to dope and you And the off. only medical
1: exemption is it will kill you. Yeah. That's it. Like the only yeah. thing is, wait, did, did your first shot kill you? <laughs> It did? Well, then you're exempt. <laughs> Yeah. It didn't kill you? Oh, well, then you can have... Like, that's a justification. Like, the, mm. the, the Florida Surgeon General just a few days ago released findings, and they found that men ages 18 to 39 who took an mRNA shot were 84% more likely to die from heart-related incidents than unclean people like me that didn't take a single shot. Yes. So when numbers like that come out, and, and you say, hey, I'm 38 years old. Maybe I don't yeah. want to put this stuff in and, me. And, That's a valid medical and reason. Andrew,
0: that study only came out because Ron DeSantis, DeSantis actually tracked the effect of the vaccine and COVID on that age group. It, most governments across our land haven't done that. They haven't tracked no. those sorts Ontario, of things. In Ontario, we've
1: stopped tracking it. We've stopped tracking it's, stuff by exactly. vaccination status for this reason because it reveals what's
0: true. Exactly. That's what they don't want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because it proves that they were full of... Bleep, you know, and, and you know, it's just it's apps. Abso- like, I, I also want to highlight. So, one of the questions you you pointed to that were a part of this: Can I restrict in-person care to only those patients that have been vaccinated? The answer that they rightfully they rightly give is no. Doctors don't have the power to do that, and we need to, as informed Canadian citizens. We need to stop complying and we need to hold them accountable. They don't have that power under law to do that. And we need to stop catering to the fear and the phobia of these medical professionals who clearly have a general level of disdain for ordinary Canadian citizens. And maybe they need to, honestly, if, if this is your level of concern and fear for your own health, uh, you, you might need to think about going into a new profession because I I, I think you've you clearly aren't a heroic doctor who. Is going to risk life and limb to take care of their patients. You you set yourself up as a as a tyrannical benefactor who's setting himself up as the good guy so you can lord it over people. And truly and sadly, that is that is too much the case with our politicians and medical professionals in Canada. It is despicable. This is this advisory from the CPS, CPSO is, I mean it's dumbfounding it's it's crazy um but this has just been par for the course over the last two years and you know that's why we exist as the liberty coalition because we're high we're putting a spotlight on these things that our mainstream media isn't covering they're not touching any of this stuff and of course
1: not they're funded by the same the same civil government that's that's been funding this whole yeah absolutely poison campaign. So of course they're going to be silent. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on just for one sec as we wrap things up here. And I'm going to make a little bit of a little bit of a prediction and we'll see how, we'll see how this plays out. The language in the CPSO FAQ here, basically what they're saying is if you have a particular conscience issue about something, but where you land with regards to your conscience issue is not the prevailing narrative or ideology, then what we will say about you is that you need medication and psychotherapy because it is an irrational fear and anxiety. Now, this is my prediction. They are going to take that line of thinking and apply it to many other things. Let me give you an example. My conscience... Bingo so my conscience tells me my conscience tells me as a pastor of a bible believing church that a person who lives a lifestyle that is counter to god's design for marriage and sexuality it cannot be affirmed it cannot be celebrated and such a person cannot be thrust into the leadership of a church and my my biblically informed conscience bears bears to me that certain ways of living and engaging and experiencing human sexuality are wrong. Here's what they're gonna say. It's not really a conscience issue. Because that doesn't line up with the mainstream ideology, Andrew, you're really afraid of of men who have sex with men. It's just a it's just an irrational anxiety you have regarding alternative lifestyles. That it's just a Silly fear you have about transgenderism. So if you're not going to comply because of your pesky little conscience, then maybe, Andrew, what you need is you need prescribed medication or psychotherapy, read, re-education in order to bring you in line. This is going to be the same thing they're going to try with climate alarmism. They're going to say, no, 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 you just have irrational fears. You're, no, 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 that's, you, you just have a silly anxiety about eating bugs. It's totally safe. They're going to play this with the climate thing. They're going to play this with the radical sexual agenda thing. And this is now my my tinfoil hat conspiracy is that they're going to take this and they're going to roll this into all these other areas. And they're going to say to people, this is what they said with Bill C 4 the preamble. in Bill C four tells me I was having this conversation with I'm, I'm going to get it out there. Let's go. If I get in trouble, who cares? I was having a conversation with the mayor of our city today. Because of particular things that were said and supported by various people in the city council, namely Bill C-4 and anti-conversion therapy legislation. And I told him, in case you don't remember, Bill C-4 tells me that my belief that a male-female sexual binary as normative is mythological. That our federal law now states on the books that my belief in a male-female binary normative is mythological. There is no doubt in my mind that they're going to press that too. And if you continue to believe this myth, Andrew, it's probably because of irrational fears and anxieties. So we need to reteach you and maybe medicate you. To get you in line, and everyone who would hear these words, I know there's some people in our audience who hear these words and say, "Oh man, I'm already, I'm already on board. I got my Faraday cage around my whole house. I've already got my de-Google phone. I'm with you 100. percent I've two years of food stored up. I'm with you." Now, aside from those people, there are a number of people that would hear this and say, "Andrew, that's ridiculous. You're being, a con- you're, that's 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 conspiracy theory. That's conjecture." And I would politely say to you. You're an idiot because your eyes have been closed for the last two years. Because when Matt, guys like Matt and I were saying two years ago, two and a half years ago, look at the play for power. Look at the play for authoritarianism and totalitarianism. Look at the march towards tyranny. Look at what this will do to our economy, to the mental health of children, of families. Look at what these things will do. They're going to devastate our country. The The, the stupid shots don't even work. This was said about us then. And I'm telling you now, if you say that about this now, your your eyes are totally shut to what's going on. And all, So this is why all the more reason for us to exist as Liberty Coalition, but all the more reason for you to find a good church, find a solid community, gather with like-minded people who are eyes wide open to what's going on, and really, really prepare yourself for the days ahead and push back and do not give up. Do not just let them get away with it call people to task, push back, keep shining lights on it and and, and engage, 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 engage in the public square, in the political sphere, sphere, socially, actually fight for freedoms. Don't just sit back and say, oh, everything's back to normal now. No, no, we we are far from normal friends. We're never going back to whatever normal was. We must forge a new path for freedom in Canada, aware of what's going on. The curtain has been opened. We see the man behind the machine pulling the levers, even though he's told us, pay no no attention to that man behind. No, no, we see it all now. And now we're going to move forward with with awareness and boldness and courage. And we're going to do it together to fight for freedom and liberty in Canada for the sake of Christ and his gospel. And we're going to do it no matter the cost, because that's it. The battle lines have been drawn And we see what is now in a way that we've never seen it before. And I'm thankful for it. And it's a little terrifying. But these are exciting days, exciting days to be here because we get to be a part of something truly transformational and Lord willing reformational in our country. I'm done. That's it. Mic (laughs) down
0: absolutely man well said i don't have much to add except for the fact that we can need to continue to push back is what you're saying we can't let it die they're going to do limited hangouts where they're going to release a little bit of information here and there there as just you know uh, a, a way to placate people they might fire one or two health officials here or there so they can try and sweep all this under the rug but we have to hold the people who lied who use taxpayer funding and the coercion of the government gun and force of the, of our, our federal government and provincial government against? Canadian citizens uh, uh, going against our Charter Rights and Freedom, we need to hold them to account. They need to pay for doing that so that it will never happen again. We need to set a new precedent that this is never, ever, ever, ever going to happen again. Um, So we have to hold them to account. We can't just be okay with uh, little victories here and there. And we have to hold uh, politicians, our elected officials, to account... uh, to, to ensure that they're going to do that. They're, they're not going to settle for these small isolated victories that aren't going to actually do anything in the end. So... I always appreciate uh, being on with you, Andrew. Um, thank you, dear listeners, for joining us yet again and giving uh, us some more of your time. We we pray that you would uh, reach out to us at info at com. Please share the program with uh, your friends and families and anybody who ne- you think needs to hear uh, what's actually going on in our nation. And until uh, next time. And
1: please donate. Please donate. Yes. I know pe- this, this, this is one of those awkward things. We're talking about money but the reality is mike's talked about this we have a goal mm-hmm. our goal is to raise three hundred thousand dollars before the end of this calendar year and you know there are some people who have given one-time amounts there are people who give regularly monthly and we appreciate that with that support that we can do what we can we, we do but the reality like let's just lay this out here this is not so that matt and i can upgrade our cars <laughs> or no. upgrade our audio equipment i was in ottawa all day yesterday at the rally for barry Newfeld. Meeting with people, speaking, praying, supporting him. Uh, We were, you know, lots of driving in and around Toronto and Ottawa for different events. There's conferences coming up. We're going to be there. We're going to be there supporting. There's work to be done. James Kitchen is working, and we are supporting these Western students whose religious exemption and their freedom of religious practice, practice is being hindered. That takes time, that takes money. We're doing work in the legal front, stuff we can't really talk about, but we're in the midst of uncovering what we think to be a rather scandalous affair within our judiciary. That takes time. That takes money. There's work that needs to be done. We want to have new, more shows. We want to have more people helping. We want to do research. We want to do our own journalism. We want to do our mm-hmm. own op-eds. We want to continue to give you information we want to give you analysis. We want to open your eyes to what's going on. We want to partner with other people. We want to keep doing more advocacy courses. We, we want to, to have more Christians. We want to have yeah, like, Liberty more University. Christians running yeah. in politics. I want to be able to work with churches across this country to equip them and support them to be strong for the days ahead. Like this is work that we are doing because we love our country and we we sincerely love Christ and desire to honor Him, and that takes that takes fuel to drive it. And so. That's not just a delicious liberal tears, even though that's an essential fuel. <laughs> it's also the support. And so please, please support us. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a one-time gift, that's awesome. Whether it's committing to supporting us monthly, we appreciate it. And again, this we're not trying to line our pockets here. <laughs> we want to be able to do more work Absolutely and we not. want to push back. And I've said this before. There is no one like us in Canada. Mm -hmm. Our audience knows that because you have friends in the conservative freedom media movement, whether it's Rebel, True North, Bright Light, and we appreciate them. I'm thankful for them. We actually have an interview coming up soon with the guys from Bright Light News, Mm -hmm. the solid, solemn freedom fighters. But what we bring is we bring a distinctly Christian conservative analysis because those three guys I just mentioned they're not training people up to run in local politics. They they don't have their in-house chief litigators doing the legal work for defending Canadians. We're doing all that stuff. They don't have the kind of, right, like Bright Light doesn't have podcasts like we do. So we're, we are unique in the Canadian landscape, which means we need your help. So please, please mm-hmm. help us meet our goal by the end of this calendar year to raise $300,000. Um, we want to take this movement and we want to drive it hard and strong into the future
0: absolutely well said we don't love asking for money <laughs> both you and i live a very frugal lifestyle uh, but we're doing this work because we we see it's uh very necessary and and we love to have these bigger broader conversations with you our listeners and our viewers so thank you again for tuning in god bless you all and until next time galatians 5 1.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a
2: united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.LibertyCoalitionCanada.com.